Hello, and welcome to Congruent Conversations, the career transition podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Dunbar, certified life coach, career and business coach, and founder of Congruency International. In today's episode, I am sharing with you a coaching nugget that I've shared with my social network about something that I think we tend to take for granted, our natural survival abilities. And I challenge you to a diamond hunt. And we're going to tackle a couple of questions that came up recently as a result of last week's episode on Q2 hiring trends. So without further ado, let's get started. Dear friend, I don't know if you've heard this lately, but you are a survivor. You've survived 100% of your bad days, and you're going to survive whatever it is that you're facing today. In this coaching nugget, I share a little bit of my own story as a survivor. But what's your story? If you haven't thought about it, may this inspire you to think back on what you have survived. And may it give you strength for the journey through what you may be called to survive in the days to come. Listen in for more. Hey everybody, Coach Nicole here, and I am taking a break from what has been a mind-numbing process of upgrading to a new accounting and reporting, financial reporting package for my business. You know, I am a numbers person. I think in numbers and pictures. I have know my way around a spreadsheet <laughs> probably better than the average person, but even I need a moment, right? Even I need a break from this. And you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks has been the things that I have gotten from some of the more difficult seasons, certainly of my life. And because we are clearly in a very difficult season as a global economy, as a human race, things that are happening right now in our nation and, and certainly across the planet. And I still, despite the things that are, as we look at the horizontal, as we look at it straight on, despite the things that are very uncertain, that are very frightening in many ways in our world today, I still believe that there are diamonds in the desert of this season, but we've got to go and look for them. We've got to go for a diamond hunt, if you will. And one of the reasons that I was thinking about this is because I reflected back on two very significant eras of my own life that impacted, certainly if you're in America, everybody in America. The first one being um, September 11th, 2001. And I remember I was still living in New York at the time. And I remember the impact of having those towers fall and the impact of how that reverberated throughout the nation, how it reverberated throughout our stock market, how it reverberated throughout the economy and the jobs, and certainly the talks of war and that came from that and the lives that were lost. There was an impact there. And at the time, being very young, I didn't know how we were going to get through it on the other side. And it was a very, very frightening time, very frightening time. But you know what? As a nation, we made it. We survived that. And then I'm thinking about 2008, 2009 timeframe and the economic downturn. And I had just in September of 2008 had just resigned from a full-time role in a management position for a Big Ten law school in the Midwest that I was working for at the time and had just stepped into entrepreneurship full-time. And it was probably a little bit early just based on the development of my business, but 
I've always been a little bit more aggressive in terms of entrepreneurial ventures and just always had multiple exit strategies. So I thought, right. And knew that I was going to be able to, if anything didn't go the way I wanted it, I'd be able to recover. And of course, if you know anything about history here in the U.S., recent history in the U.S., you know, September 2008, what started to happen and then what became apparent in the fall of 2008, it was definitely apparent in the spring, early December, January, February, March 2009, that we were very much in a recession. Things were not going well for our economy. Millions of jobs were lost. The millions of people lost their homes. Uh, The stock market, again, was infected by the virus of fear and the hearts and the minds of people across North America, across the U.S. And ultimately, because of the reverberation of what impacted, what our stock market impact had on the rest of the world economies, it impacted everybody. And so, again, when I think back on that, didn't know how we're going to survive it, didn't know how I was going to survive it. But when I think back on both of those seasons, and and I bring that to today, I realize that who I am today, I would never have made uh, the values that I have today, some of the most deep-seated values that I have today came from being in New York and experiencing firsthand or seeing those towers fall, seeing and feeling the impact as a New Yorker in that season of my life. And seeing how that impacted so many friends and family members and, and those that were um, colleagues, the people that were a part of my community there. And I started to shift my values as a result of what I experienced during that season and what as a nation we were going through. And I made a decision about what was important to me in terms of who I wanted to be around. I made decisions about the cities and the places that I wanted to live in. I made decisions around the type of work that I wanted to do. And I began to remove things from my life as a result of the pain of that situation and that the experience that we had as a nation in that time. Likewise, September of 2008 and even into 2009, the recession that we all went through, certainly here in in America and beyond. I, as a result of that, I had to, in in order to offer to the business owners that I was, that I was serving with that very first business in order to actually close sales, I ended up having to do coaching. I started coaching for free. I started providing coaching guidance, business coaching advice and guidance, if you will, to these, these prospective clients just for free, because it was something that I was able to do to engage people at a deeper level in the products and services that I was offering. And I don't know that I would have done that had the economy been different. I wouldn't have had to. The product that I was offering is a very good product. And I really wouldn't have had to do that. But if I had not had to dig deeper and start to coach and start to use my business background and my marketing background and and just my my experience in the for-profit and nonprofit space in corporate America, working with small business owners, I don't know that I would have seen the patterns that I saw in terms of personal development, I wouldn't have seen the things that coaching was able to do to help a business go from one place to the next, and even the individual business owners. And so I don't know that today I would be a coach had I not gone through the pain of the season of 2009. And it was painful. It was very painful. Um, But it also shifted a lot of things about how I think about money and the way that I want to design my life. This concept of lifestyle design really became something that was that resonated highly with me. And so I bring these up because, yes, these are my stories, but each of us have our own stories about whether it was September 11th or whether it was 
the recession or whether it was some other major incident in your life, whether it was the loss of a, of a loved one or it has been a divorce or it has been a job loss or something very significant that impacted you to the core that you didn't think you were going to survive. But on the other side of it, you realize that there are things that you got diamonds in the desert of that painful season that help you to be who you are today. And so my challenge for you today, if you haven't been doing this, go back and reflect, look at those old journals, look at those old notes, reflect on what you went through and how you survived it. Because today, if you're listening to this still, then you have survived 100% of your bad days, which means I'm betting on you to survive the bad days that are ahead of us right now and that some of us are faced with now. Now, this is the part of the episode when I get to answer questions. And following last week's episode on Q2 hiring trends here in 2021, a couple of questions came up. The first question that I want to tackle today, what's the impact of switching hiring, the focus of hiring to Q2 long term? Is this going to spill into 2022, 2023 and beyond? What does this really mean that we're seeing more hiring this quarter than we normally would see compared to the first quarter of the year? And I love this question because it's a challenging question for a couple of reasons. I don't have a crystal ball, (laughs) but what I can tell you in the short term, just based on what we've seen in the past and how hiring tends to, to flow throughout the year, the length of time it takes from posting a job to actually filling that position for a full-time permanent role, I can deduce that there's probably going to be some stronger hiring this summer, particularly the first half of the summer. What I can't yet completely predict is whether or not that's going to trickle into what is typically a much slower time for hiring, which is the back half of the summer. Normally, in a normal year, we see a lot of distraction in the marketplace for hiring because of travel, vacations, getting kids ready to go to college or getting kids ready to graduate high school or graduate college. All of the different things, these major transitions, there's a lot of family vacations that happen in the back half of summer. If you're in a part of the country where summertime is a short season or a season that has a definitive end and then there's a long winter that might be coming in those parts of the country, you will find that there's a lot that isn't happening on the back half of summer because people are getting their last hurrahs. They're going to summer homes, they're traveling and all of the things. Clearly, we're still dealing with a pandemic. That may not necessarily play out the way it has in the past. So I can't really see I do know that there's a lot of pent up demand for certain services and certain businesses, travel, entertainment. We all know this sports, sporting events. As the continued increase of the vaccine, continued consumer confidence and confidence of people being able to do those things plays out. I think we'll see that there'll be some more activity there, but it's still a little early. It's still a little early for me to predict what the back half of summer is. So what I would say to you, if you are in career transition now and you're trying to figure out what this means, I mentioned it in last episode, you want to go ahead and take action right now, whether that action means that you are proactively looking for that next job and working a job search strategy, or another thing that I'm very much a fan of is that you're working on upskilling. We're in a world today, 2021 and beyond, where it is no longer enough for you just to rest on the laurels of whatever your degree was. You want to be constantly and proactively looking for opportunities to increase your skill set, whether that means picking up a certification or learning something else. I'm a big fan of 
enrolling in YouTube University. I do that every time I need to learn something. I just enroll in YouTube University and do a little bit of a research there or pick up a course someplace to pick up the skills you need to make sure that you are marketable. And this is a great season for that. So if you're thinking about a job search, once you've identified the roles that you're targeting, you want to make sure that you are taking action now if you're ready or you're taking action to have the skills and the certifications necessary now so that when you are ready to move that you will be seen as an ideal candidate. Great, great question. Another question that came in, what about companies that are not on a calendar fiscal year? This is something that you've got to understand what the companies are or the industry is and thinking about how they might thinking about the best way to record their revenue. I'll give you a couple of examples. If you're looking for roles in higher education in the college or university setting, many times those sorts of environments are going to have a, a fiscal year that runs with the academic calendar, right? Likewise, if you're looking at K through 12 education, the likelihood of you getting a new job as a teacher on November 17th in any year is probably kind of slim unless there's some emergency. Most of the hiring for those types of roles will happen in the summer, right? Likewise, with higher education, you're probably going to be better off finding a role, even if it's an administrator role, in the summer before the beginning of their new fiscal year. Another thing to consider, if the company or the industry that you are targeting ends up getting a lot of their funding from government, they have a lot of government contracts, a lot of government funding, that's an example of a company or a type of company that will likely follow a fiscal year that matches the federal government's fiscal year because they want to show the best revenue possible based on when they know they will typically be paid out on their government contracts. And the federal government does not follow a January to December fiscal year. So understanding the industry that you're targeting, understanding the patterns and the flows of that industry is going to be the best way for you to get a feel for when might be a good time for you to target your job search. And you always want to try to target it for the beginning of a new fiscal year. But I do want to say one last thing as it relates to this. No matter what's happening in the year, people are landing jobs. There are needs all year round. So please don't tie yourself just to this idea of, okay, well, it's in the middle of their fiscal year. They probably are not going to be hiring, so I'm not going to look. Don't, don't do that, but just be aware of it. This is an opportunity to take what you're doing and be strategic about it by understanding the times and the seasons of the organizations that you're targeting. After listening in on today's episodes, you might have some questions. Well, the best conversations are an exchange of ideas, questions, and answers. And it's my hope that this podcast will always have the feel of a good conversation. So if you've got a question about career transition or any of the topics that we covered in our episode today, you can submit your question at www.speakpipe.com forward slash congruent conversations. Again, that's www.speakpipe.com forward slash congruent conversations. We'll also add a link in the show notes to this page so that you can record your question. My team and I will be regularly selecting questions that come in to answer on a future episode. I hope I've whetted your appetite for more congruent conversations. If I have, will you consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts? Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Google Podcasts and YouTube will be coming soon, and I'll be sure to let you know when it's ready. These little things like subscribing, reviews, sharing with others, they make a huge difference to the success of this show. So thank you in advance for doing this. If we're not connected on LinkedIn, let's get connected today. You'll find the social URLs in the show notes for this and all episodes. Or you can simply find me on LinkedIn by my name, Nicole Dunbar, and my company page on LinkedIn, which is Congruency International LLC. Connecting with me on LinkedIn will also give you access to video coaching nuggets and live coaching events that I offer to my social network. And as always, if this was helpful to you, I hope you will tell someone about the podcast. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the podcast website that you can share with a friend. Now that's it for me today. This is Coach Nicole wishing you strength for the journey. Career transition is a marathon. It is not a sprint and we must have strength for the journey. So until next time, we'll speak soon. Take care, everybody. Bye now.